Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hi, you are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy uh, Tuesday, February 6th, two years. We moved closer to Valentine's Day. We got executive producer Brad Carson on the ones and twos. And today we have the Grizzlies looking to end, but let's be real, probably going to be extending their five-game losing streak. Yeah, going to be tough tonight because they're going against a Knicks team that is coming off seeing its nine-game winning streak ended at the hands of LeBron James. Now remember, Boston Celtics had lost to LeBron. Well, LeBron was sitting and watching. Uh, And what happened in their next game, they smacked the Grizzlies by 40. Knicks will get their shot tonight. That's a big... Big number, 14 and a half. Knicks are favored by night. 6.30 tip. Pre-game will start here at 6 on 92.9 FM ESPN. As the Grizz, likely without Jaron Jackson Jr., add him to the long list, it looks like. He's doubtful. List is doubtful. Um, go at it tonight with a bunch of uh, two ways in 10 days. They'll give it their best shot. Tigers getting set for their Thursday road game at Temple. Penny Hardaway did his radio show last night. Had some things to say. Javon Quinley also made an appearance. Uh, we should mention this. Ryan Silverfield and Seth Hennigan. Got some uh, recognition, some deserved recognition. We also have a timetable now, going back to the NBA, on Joel Embiid's uh, return from meniscus surgery. That was a uh, that was announced today. And again, for Philadelphia, you know, you wonder where you'll be once he's back. I guess you could always say, yeah, once he's back, they can make a push. But we'll see what level he is and what they can do without him coming up. So plenty to get to in the world of sports today. Yeah, it's Tuesday, which means we're going to be joined by Jessica Benson at 11.25. Is it her birthday? It is. It is her birthday. It is. got to make sure we say happy birthday to her. Okay. Uh, and then at 1.25, Trista Crick, I hope, will join us, although there is certainly no guarantee of that. She's in Vegas, so I don't necessarily know how that's going to go. But the expectation, I guess the prayer, is that she will join us at 1.25 to talk all things Super Bowl uh, NBA and more. We'll just play that by ear. So that is the show today. Uh, look, I, you know, as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, I, it feels like to me like they just are what they are. I mean, they are what they are. Yeah, True. I mean, it's just they had a little um, spurt where they played so hard, but it's 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 out of gas. I mean, it's out of gas at this point. So um, they're. I mean, you just ain't got anything to fight with. I mean, so it's like. Whereas, I mean, I have no fight with them. Xavier Tillman also tonight as he... You know, I have no fight with them. Awaits whether or not, a word whether or not he'll be traded before the deadline. Right, so there, there is that. There's deadline talk, but even yeah, that's I mean, fringe work, right? Yeah, that we, I mean, you know, again, if, if man, anything. like, there's just no discourse to be had about them well, other uh, than that. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, uh, let's see what they do in three weeks. I mean, you know, that's not going to really hold us over, is it? Uh, now, as far as the Memphis Tigers are concerned... Um, we have sort of laid bare all of the issues with them, and so in some ways this is going to be extremely redundant. But Penny Hardaway had his radio show last night uh, at Brookhaven, and he said a few interesting things that we'll just sort of take. Um, When you have all these new players and things are off, there's nothing to pull from because you haven't been with these guys for years. So you really have to put your egos to the side and you have to bond and work together. And then you've got the outside influences, you've got the social media, and it starts to be so cloudy on what's really important. To me, winning is important, and it didn't seem like that's what it was about in the four-game losing streak. So that's kind of like the, the, the main quote there. Um, you know, outside influences, social media um, seems to be where, um, you know, Penny thinks the problems are, are, are coming in. Do you agree with that? Do you think this is just the, him those, sort of... Those things are tough because he's got to do this weekly radio show and you've got to find something new, right, to say about a situation, just like you said, that sort of redundant in how we've talked about it, how we've broken it down. The one thing that can be different is you can say, okay, we, we hope we've, we've, we've reached a turning point. I, I tell you, for well, about 32 minutes of that Wichita State game, you wonder if they understood 
the way Penny is saying they they now do that they did seem to the last eight minutes of that game. All that said, I, he's in a tough spot where anything he says is going to be overanalyzed. If it sounds like he's introducing something new and we don't agree with it, I mean, you got to recognize this is it's part of your contract. You got to come out every week and talk about it. It's part of the it's part of the accountability. It's part of the responsibility. But I'm not going to overanalyze anything he says in terms of do I believe social media is killing the Tigers? Like that's of course you're going to try to again give you reasons right. why it is where it is. The key thing, there, there is something, John, though, If uh, a little bit further down, I think that he did say last night that, that stuck with me. I want to see what you think. Is that okay? Yeah. He said, we looked like a really good team, like a top 10 team in the country in the last eight minutes. And as I read that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what did you do differently in the last eight, right, that made for the comeback? You know where I'm going with it. I, I saw the numbers per uh, Jason Munns, commercial appeal beat writer uh, covering the Tigers. Penny made 21 substitutions first half, okay? Uh, in the final 726, he made zero. He says they looked like a top 10 team the last eight minutes. What did you do different? You didn't make any substitutions. And so, again, this is why I talk about, you know, some of the things you got to get back on the radio show. You got to think, and I know he'll continue to say depth is one of their strengths, but the answer, it feels like John is right there under your nose in terms of what you, how you can possibly, you know, get this thing back together and make a run and start to look like what you did. The answers, as he said, I mean, he, he, it's, he's saying it, but not saying, not doing it. I'll put I'll 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 make that point. Um, so again, it's it's sort of that same penny where you get two sides, right? And you're just hoping that he he follows what he says come game time. Why not stick with seven eight for the entire game? Yeah, it's instead uh, of playing twelve in a first half that you score twenty four points. Yeah, you're contributing to the issue. So hopefully, it's not just coach speak and everything else. It's him understanding and acknowledging there your your back's against the wall, bro. You're on the wrong side of the bubble. If you're going to go down, you may as well go down with the seven or eight. You got your eyes closed, like I'm telling you the same thing over and over again. But this is where no, we I are, mean, and so and, and you've said Penny needs to Penny needs to shake it up and realize himself. Yeah, man. But this is this is where we're. The answer is right there. Yeah. The, the answer to salvaging any of this, whether it's a, now just getting to the tournament, whatever it's going to be, is right there in front of them. I'd go down that way. Yeah. If I'm going down, I'm going down with the the you know the seven eight that I. Got the heavy NIL invested in that I know are my best players. And frankly, we've looked our best when they're in there. This is this is why it is. It's driving us all crazy because it feels like he's saying the answers. We know the answers. And yet you don't see that on a game-to-game basis. Yeah, no, I'm closing my eyes because, like, it is – it's true. Like, everything, everything that you said is so obvious, you know, it's what we've been saying. Um, and you and you just sort of feel like you're in a straitjacket when it comes to this basketball team. Sometimes um, it's not going to be about the outside influences. And guess what? Everything that we just said and we're about to say, we're going to say today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, next week. It's going to be like Groundhog Day in this mug every single day. That's and that's another part of this entire season that has frustrated me is that the problems are the same. Well, he's typically been solid to good in adjustments, you know, yes. whether that's off season or in season. But these are like these are like so and, elementary. Like th- this isn't even an adjustment. Like it would actually be an insult to the definition of adjustment to call this an adjustment. Yeah. Like an adjustment but, is, but it, it, I'm going small. Yeah. I'm playing zone. I'm doing that's an but, adjustment. But it, it's not. I don't buy that. It's because you've made promises to. You know, Jonathan Pierre, Carl Shanfant, who cares at this point? Well, whatever Who cares it is. in this day and age? That, uh, uh, that's my, my, it's more of he sees this, Right. I can throw a ton of players at it, I'm going to wear them down and by the second half, and you have to throw that out. And that is a, that, that's an adjustment that in his gut he, he keeps saying, I'm going to make, and frankly, when I watch the last eight minutes and I don't sub, I see, but that yet can't follow through on the, no. Which I, what, that's, what the that's metrics what I don't are telling understand. you best lineups are. That's what I have. What a your eyeballs are telling you best lineups are, and so it is, it is. It's it's extremely frustrating to watch this seemingly slipping through your hands. I know they stopped the bleeding against Wichita State, but let's not act like we feel like we're out of the woods here well, with this team. Just like the athletic, right? You get one more bad loss, you can put a stake in it. Exactly. Even, even again, in terms of at large, even one more bad loss with a couple of wins over Florida Atlantic at that point 
who know it could really be a stake in you. They write that you're on the wrong side of the bubble. Yep, that's what's obvious. You know, the, again, it's it's all the cliches. No more time for games, man. No more time for owing anybody anything or seeing nine and ten and eleven if they're not doing anything. Again, if you're going to go down, I would go down with those. He has identified a top eight. I'm just, I, I just, I can't believe we're having this conversation. To be honest with you, when it seems so obvious. Yeah, like Memphis basketball would not be undefeated if he had settled on a top eight right now. But I definitely think there's a real chance that they. Don't lose to South Florida. They don't lose to Tulane. They don't lose to UAB. They don't lose to Rice. Like, Rice had the crazy starting lineup stuff going on. You know, UAB, you emptied, what, 12 players played in that game. You know, um, Wichita State should have been a loss. It was a miracle that it was not a loss. And so it, it's – it's it the, the part that is the most – this should have been a special season. It was – as you said before the show, they were 15-2. and two. They were in the top ten in the freaking country. This should have been a special season. This should have been the 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 Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight run that has eluded this program for fifteen, you know, twenty years. After coming very close last year, right? The trajectories yes. felt up, yes. and it was going up. And 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 the reason that it's not that anymore is because of self inflicted, unnecessary coaching choices. That's why it's not headed that way right now. It's not like it's a talent issue. It's not like you know. You have a, 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 we don't know who our point guard is. We don't have an obvious option there. or It's just that, like, you kept shuffling the deck when you didn't have to. Right. How do you get to continuity when when you keep shuffling the deck? You can't. Th- that's the It's point. impossible. Right. So so even if I, if I lost the next one, my, my, my point is that if you're going to get to a point where, John, you feel like you can make a run, Javon Quinley last night pointed to UConn and their struggles. You, you've touched on this a couple games ago, but their struggles last year, what was it, in Big East player, whatever it was, they, and they went a few. Six, yes, yeah. and Javon pointed to that said, hey, we're a team that's capable of making a, getting it together and making a run like that. If you were going to do that, right, and you have to get this thing rolling, why not stick with the seven or eight and give them a chance? I don't, I don't right, know. To get into a rhythm. Rather than continuing to throw, you know, player after player at the issue, it ju- again the best way. This is another way, just another way to look at it. If you're pin- the best way to get on a run, is to run with that seven or eight and let them get into a rhythm. Let them feel what it's going to feel like to be in and out of there, worn down. You're asking them to play defense. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I think eight it, is probably stretching it. Frankly, you know, I, I mean, UAB played with eight. Yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, Penny at some point is going to apply pressure. If if you if you're just playing seven, right? You're gonna you're gonna wear guys uh, again. Seven, eight, whatever it is, John. But it's got to be tightened up, and it and do what you did the final. I mean, how tired were those guys over the final eight minutes? They look. They, fresh. they came back from 14 down. They look fine. Well, it's because you were shuffling in and out so know. damn much. That's part again. Be a little bit more worn down. But you, if I'm going down, man, that's that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, it's not. You know. And let them get into a rhythm to try to get on a UConn type run and and get something you know that's some semblance of what what you can recognize again offensively. There have been times now again, even offensively in the first half, John of Wichita State, you just scored twenty four points. That's coming off a game where you had two assists in the first half. You know uh, your previous game, so so it's on both sides now. Let, let fewer players seems like it make it easier to to figure things out. Yeah, especially when the writing's on the wall, and you you, you said yourself you look like a top ten team. Final eight minutes. There was a there was a game earlier this year, and I don't remember exactly which one it was. But Penny said out loud, "I know I need to not play musical chairs with my players." Right, like he, he says those things, and then it's like he doesn't follow in. He doesn't follow them. It's like I, I've never I've never seen anything like it. Um, but when it comes to the rest of the season and the fate of this season, let's be very clear about it. It's not going to be about those players. It's not going to be about losing Caleb Mills. It's not going to be about social media. It's not going to be about anything other than Penny Hardaway. The fate of this season and whether or not Memphis goes on some run and and, and wins games against FAU and Charlotte and SMU, that rests solely and independently on Penny Hardaway's decisions. That's it. And he has to understand that. It's not, you know, it's not going to be about uh, chemistry or cohesion, you you choose whether or not that becomes fostered or not. You can either contribute to chemistry by going with a consistent rotation, five, six, seven, eight guys if you must, or you can make it worse by continuing 
to pull in, out, in, out, helter-skelter, no rhyme or reason, what is going on on the court, five players that have never played with each other, like bringing back Jordan Brown for what? Like these things, these are all on Penny. These are it, it, Whatever happens is up to him exclusively. Nobody else. So if he does what he says he's going to do, this season could actually turn out fine. They can go on and run an AZ tournament. Why not? Um, you've dug yourself a huge hole now, so I don't even know you know, if you win two of your next four big ones, if that's going to be enough. Probably not. Um, but maybe. Maybe you can play yourself back on the bubble and then get to the AAC title game and hope for somebody to you know stub their toe. But this is all about Penny, man. This is all about Penny. Um, Penny, Penny is the reason why this season had a chance because he assembled this roster, and Penny is the reason why the season is very close to dead relative to what it should have been. So that's something that he's going to have to be accountable for. And I do. I think, I think with Jeff's conversation, and, and I said, I've said this before, the, the, that four-game losing streak, I thought we were probably all pretty easy on him. And I think the reason why is because it was successful. It did look good. And we were still probably pretty stung and stunned by the fact that it collapsed this quickly. Um, but if this season ends up going, and I mean, you have a 0.3% chance of making the NCAA tournament and you miss it, um, I don't think the uh, the coverage will be as, as tame. Um, you told me, though, because we, we did discuss this off air, you think they would accept an NIT bid? Yes, 100%. Ugh. 100% they would accept an NIT like without a doubt, especially because they're going to be like a two-seat or something. They're going to be like a high seat in the NIT. So it's going to be home games, uh, and they would absolutely take that. Yes. Now, like, this is different than what the— What did North Carolina do in its collapse? Did it go? No. No. They did not. Need to do that. Yeah. Now, I, But I understand their financial right. reasons. But who would can, go to an NIT you game when but you're you, top 10 in the let's country? Talk about you, let's stick with financial. Who's going to go to that game after I a would. collapse like this, after you've, you've blown a chance to— not just, be, exactly. not just be in the tournament. Be a top seed in the tournament. No That's doubt. gone. It's a, you're as deflated as possible. Yeah, you'll get the you'll get some diehards down there, but you ain't gonna make a whole lot of money. Yeah, it's not gonna be some financial windfall. So, um, but, but uh, you you are probably right. Uh, again, let's hope you don't have to consider that. But they have put themselves in position, even with the win over Wichita State, where they're we're probably gonna be talking about such things. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's know. Very possible. I, I I mean, is it a miracle at this point if they? Ninety-nine point seven percent chance, you know that. Would, and at large, at this point, we're yes. considering a miracle. Yes, Good because Lord. just because of what they'd have to what they would have to do, right? I well, mean, and how they've looked. It's yes. how they've looked that doesn't give me any confidence going even going into the Temple, but much more, much less about putting on a run. And again, it's it's, you know, I, I I'll be real with you. I mean, this team was fifteen and two. They're number ten in the country. You're coming off a close call last year. Could have gone. To a second weekend, I had a lot of confidence in Penny, you know, and that and again, John. Even during the winning streak, I think you had to give him benefit of the doubt too, because of what had happened the last two years. Not just of how good they've looked in front of us this year, but what's happened the last two years. And so I've I've been stunned. It's it's got us all backpedaling, man. It does because we did. We I think we had a firm, pretty confident belief in Penny Hardaway's ability to do this job. Um, we've called him the king adjuster, you know, at times, and this seems so simple. And so now, now I just sort of need him to follow what he's saying. 100%. You know, and believe that. As, and instead of telling us what he believes we need to hear or want, want to hear. hear or what he thinks he's, you know, responsible to say, you know, believe it. Yes. Because, again, again, I just go back to the quote. Your eyeballs said you were a top ten team last eight minutes. Well, what did you do differently? You didn't sub. Well, it's we, as simple yeah. as that. We know we're going to get 11 against Temple in the first half. We oh, know, well, we know Somebody that. just DM me as soon as they go down four. You know, uh, it's, in, it's 100% he'll, true. He'll bring in three dudes. It's 100% and, the and, truth. And, and, again, I he's got to get out of that. He's got he's to find a way to pull himself out of that gut feeling that pulls him to that. Because, again, if there's a chemistry issue with the top guys – Man, get it worked out over because because y'all you six seven guys you about to play mm-hmm. the rest of the way. We'll get it worked out because it's just gonna be you. I mean, I don't I don't understand why that's so difficult at this point in the season. You know where your sa- your sample size is. When I stick with these five, especially coming after what you just saw, I I, I want to like they bailed it bailed you out basically. You're down fourteen. You stick with the same guys and you you get out of it. Put it together and try to make a run with those guys. You know, and make that the really the rest of the season. Exactly. Uh, at this point, 
exactly right. Got to got to pull out everything you can from it, but it's yeah, it, it's dire. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up lineup ratings. I'm gonna go to. Um, I'm gonna do this with. With well, Evan Mia, we've we've you're talking about how effective they are. Yeah, we've done it for, on a season to season basis, even in previous years, where even with the with what the metrics say lineup lineup wise, he doesn't stick with those. That's always sort of been his style. He's never relied on, hey, metrically this this is what works for me, so I'm going to stick with it. It's always been more. I know you know Giannato was big on that a couple of years ago. He was tracing all the written up wrote a piece about it. That's why I remember it and you know him not sort of. He goes by feel and gut and everything, and numbers are going to wear the opponent down as opposed to this is the lineup that metrically is staring you in the face and works the best. Yeah. Right now he's got to, he's got to go to it, – it's not just metrics. It, it's what you're – you just saw last eight minutes against Wichita State. They pulled you out of the fire. Exactly. Let's see if they can pull you out of this fire of a, you know, of a, of a season you know, right now that you're in. Yeah, and I don't really have like a um, – you know, I, don't, I don't have like a preference on, for example, like – Dandridge or Jordan, I think both those guys are pretty interchangeable. I, I, they're, they both, they're both in there for me. Right. And that, that seven or eight or yes. whatever it is. He's called it a top eight at one point. If you want him, for me, it's seven. You know, I, I think with that top eight, he had maybe Jaden in there. Again, and there, you know, listen, you're going to get in issues where you're foul trouble. I'm not, I'm not saying don't play them at all. You're going to have to at some point. It will call for it. But the, the core mm-hmm. is what you need to go down swinging with. So it's pretty obvious. So Dandridge. Jones, Quinterly, Tomlin, and Walton, okay, have a adjusted team offensive efficiency of 141.1 points. Um, that's 141.1 points per 100 possessions. So that would be um, one of the top lineups in the American, just as it would be like one of the top, you know, 10 lineups in the, in the American the that was Jordan that was in there and down the stretch. Just to make that point, is I think of right. what you said yes, in terms yes, of the yes, last, to yes. compare the last eight minutes yes. to your lineup there um, instead of Malco. But they are both in there as far as I'm concerned. Now, I think this probably has more to do with sample size. But do you know the best lineup Don't even, uh, in, if, the, in the American? Oh, no. I thought you were going to tell me that Sharon Font and, you know. It's Javon Quinterly, David Jones, Jaquan Walton. Jaden Hardaway and and Nick Jordan. That's the top. Just cover, it's a, just cover your microphone. Yes. That's in the, case anybody's listening. <laughs> I think that's just sample, though, bro. It's got to be sample. I don't think that lineup's played a ton. Again, there will be times, again, you're going to need Jaden's five fouls. But you're going to need go. a body. You're going to need good decision-making. But there, there is, he, he, in terms of production, he cannot be in the main group right now. Well, and the problem, the problem, and with, I think we've seen that. I mean, he's, yes. he's still putting them out there, but he's not playing big minutes since yes. the uh, what was that UAB whatever game. It was. The problem with like the problem with lineup ratings right now is that like the one we like nice. the most, Tomlin hasn't he hasn't been starting, so the, he hasn't had as many possessions with that group, you know, as like as like the standard Dandridge Jordan lineup, sure. which is still fine, but Tomlin should be in there, right? I mean. That's, he was last game. Right? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, it's just, I think yes. it was his first or second start. So it's like, yes, I mean that has to happen. But I, but in terms of this, like the the data is not going to show us necessarily a ton right now. Um, it's a dang shame because we were feeling so good. Yes, that's the, that's the part that hurts the most. Is is it makes uh, it more frustrating as well. Yes, it, it's, if it's, it had been garbage from the jump. It, yeah, it's always we would have yeah. come to grips with that by now. And, yes. It was easier to talk about the old Memphis teams, man, because they always sucked at the beginning, but they built, you know. So you could say, okay, it's coming. They're building. This one's this one's going the opposite direction. This one started strong. Makes it and it's fading, you know. To digest the best lineup, uh, minimum one hundred and let's just do the max two hundred and twenty five possessions uh, is SMU. SMU has the best lineup in the American with uh, Hilton, Edwards, Harris, Phelps, and Williamson. So, and you're going down to SMU, obviously, in a couple of games, and that's why you're a big underdog. Uh, would you be surprised to know that of the one, two, three, four, five, six top lineups that have played 225 possessions together, there is no FAU nor Memphis in that top six in the American? Kind of shocking, according to Evan Mia. It's SMU, Tulsa, Charlotte, Rice, Tulane, and Wichita State. I just saw Rice. They worked us. They did. They did. We we maybe should have seen this coming because they had good ratings with that with that uh, that lineup. Charlotte, you got Charlotte coming in here soon. 
That's a sneaky win. They're top three in the in the, in the American. You know when they play their top five. I know. So Charlotte's not good, but solid. Yeah, They're one of the better teams in the AAC. I would like to when the sample size gets greater on on that five of Tomlin, Jones, Walton, Jordan slash Dandridge, and Quinterly. I think uh, I think that one's gonna bear out. I truly do. Look, they brought back Jermaine. Not just stick with the seven or eight. Exactly. That's it, man. Well, let's see what happens. That's it. That's all we have to but, do. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's very simple. It is the simplest thing. We have thing. made this so simple. Bro, it is, it's two plus two. He's he, saying it. Yes. Now, now we just have to. So it's not like we got to convince. Now he just has to do it. But see, here's the thing. Stick to the script, Penny. On, on Monday, we'll get. Come on, coach. On Monday, on, we'll man. get two plus two equals four from Penny. Right? But on game day, we get two plus two equals Thomas Jefferson. You know what I'm saying? Like it is some of the issue right now. It's a very big part of the issue. The the we're just we just we have to get the like he know he knows, bro. He knows. You shouldn't have said the Jaden. I know that was a that, devastating. If you sent this over to him, it had been great. It was a small sample. Until you Penny. told us about. I'm kidding. Small Penny, Penny knows what he's got to do. He saw it with his eyeballs. Yes. It is. I don't. I don't. Top think, ten team last eight minutes. He said it's only played twenty. It hasn't even played fifty possessions together. So don't don't get carried away. All right. Um. Anyway, that's... It was like uh, 25 to 9 when you stuck with those guys. Yes. Whatever exactly. it was, they're down the final eight minutes. They're down 14. Exactly right. All right, we'll come back. Jessica Benson going to join us on the other side. Talk to her about the Grizz, Tigers, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn off him? ESPN. Last year at Super Bowl, Gronk. Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. He's back at it for Kick of Destiny, too. You've, mainly, you've probably seen the commercials. You've heard us talking about it. This time, you can play along. All you've got to do is choose if Gronk's going to make or miss. You get your free pick in right now. If you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Um, everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see the kick live. You'll win a share again of $10 million in bonus bets. If you're right, new to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. Very simple. Put in the promo code JSMITH. Uh, to get signed up, make every moment more, of course, with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issues, now drawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Big game coverage on 92.9 FM ESPN is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solo Stove. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. .com. Jessica Benson was born today. Happy birthday. Catch her on Grind City Media. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network. Joins us every Tuesday. Joins us now. What's it like to, to be born on this day? Wow, it's a beautiful day to be born. I'm so glad the sun came out. You know, February 6th. It's, it's a little close to Valentine's Day, but it's okay. It's a good birthday. So what's the plan? What's the plan, Jan? We are going to go to uh, Andrew Michael's Italian Kitchen for dinner. Mm. That is the that is the birthday dinner of choice. Haven't been there for a long time. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, in in, in the uh, in 2024, you know, we pay for our own birthdays. You know, that's the uh, progressive. You know, what I'm saying uh, Gen Z way to do it now. You know, you interesting uh, independent i n d e p n d e n t. Do you know what that means? Uh, yeah. Do you know what that means? You know, that's... It's funny. So, I, I don't know if we've talked about this on, on your guys' show, but my husband and I have been together forever. We still split all of our purchases. Like, we are still a couple that uses Venmo, and so we wow. pay each other back uh, constantly, what? and we split <laughs> dinners. We're two only children. I don't know. We don't have what? to get into it. It's my birthday. <laughs> but he said for dinner tonight, he was like, Dinner's obviously all on me. And I said, no, no, no. If it's really expensive, we'll just split it. He's like, you can't split it. It's your birthday. And I appreciated that. So 
that's where we're at. That's actually like really interesting. Um, that like so if you guys uh, so if you you guys don't share money then. No, and we could, like, part of this is just because we've been too lazy to get to a bank right. and set up a joint bank account. It, it, it is tough. It is tough. I, it, yes. Yes, it's a headache. Yeah, the whole process of it sounds like a headache. And our way has worked for so long. Like, we're so accustomed to it. But, yeah, like, Chris will go grocery shopping on Sundays and then come home and say, groceries were this much, and then I'll Venmo <laughs> him half. And I recognize that it sounds insane um, when I say it out loud publicly. But that just is how it works for us. And when we go to fancy nice dinners it never feels as bad as it actually is because when you're right. splitting it it's half the cost and so you can talk yourself into sure having a nice bottle of wine or having a more expensive entree because at the end of the day like you're just splitting it so well, well, maybe we're yes. doing it right all along well i think uh this, you're talking to two two guys here that do not share their money either Oh, right. you don't, right? You don't, right, Jason? Yeah, we have a joint account. I know, but you guys keep it separate. Besides yes. that, it leads to fewer money. Yes, uh, arguments. Oh yeah, we would still, we would still keep it separate. Like when we do create this futuristic account that someday will happen. Nest but egg. that account for like dinners and movies and groceries, right. then we wouldn't have to do the extra step, and people would make less fun of us for yeah. the whole Venmo couple situation. Now, look, here's here's the truth. Like, I don't mind saying this. I don't mind going here. Uh, like, I, I'll send my wife, like, s- amounts of money. Here's some money, dude. Like, I, I, <laughs> I said her, I, I, I'm not even trying to, like, I'm this, it's just the truth. I'm not even flexing. I sent her 10K, like, two months ago and said, hey, wow. here. You're flexing a little bit. No, I'm not. Bit. And I, but, but, you but, broke her off I, 10K, you, yeah, you're saying? I would rather, do, I would rather wow. do that, though, than her be seeing my transactions in and out and have questions about this, that, and the other. I don't need you tracking what's coming in oh, and what's going oh, out. No. Okay, you, like you are revealing too much. No, I mean, ask Jess if you're revealing too much. Whoa. I think you may be. But, <laughs> but no, I mean I I, I don't want to I don't want the I don't want nor need the questions, okay? Like it's it's that's what buys you. 100%. The vibe is, 100%. You have to buy that now. 100% because again, it's like I don't need any bean counters in my house. Wow. Cuz I have money so we, coming in and going out. I don't need we, any bean counters. We'll have more time. Well, there's, yeah. Usually, I would say, usually, uh, not, this isn't a um, sexist thing, but I think women generally spend more because we have to. Like, the the woman tax of it all between makeup and getting your nails done, getting your hair done, getting your eyebrows done, like, those things add up so much. So, Chris wants no part of that with me. He's like, you you keep your money. I don't want that to be a a general pool that we're pulling from. I don't want to so see I it. Exactly. The side. That, that's, right. that's the other thing is like, I don't, I don't want to see your stuff. I don't want to yeah. see it because I, because I, I just the way I'm wired, right? It, like, it why did, did, did you really like, need to buy that? Like, thing. I mean, yeah, I'd rather just not, not know. And if, and if Sam ever was like, actually, you know, had like a big purchase, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll authorize it most likely. But you, 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 you know, you. I don't know. Whoa! Did you listen to that? You gotta come talk to Daddy. You gotta go. I guess because she's about to have a baby and he doesn't have to worry about Valentine's I'll Day. He author- feels like he can say whatever I'll he wants authorize. to here today. It has to be authorized. I'll authorize I don't, I don't if you want it. that. I mean, that's a hell of yeah, a thing. No, we're more just a, like we talk about finances. Both of us, I think, our parents' generation didn't talk about finances with kids as much. So we just talk about everything with money. Like I don't I would be shocked if there was something on Chris's credit card statement that shocked me and vice versa. But we just keep it separate. It's just easier. I no there's nothing on I I don't I am not buying any I'm not like buying human Ooh. kidneys on the dark web, okay? It's not like anything like that, but Thank it's like Thank you for the clarification. You know, I I'll just yeah. I like for example, this is just, this is really why I do it. I'm not even like I'll just I'll get it out there just so there's no confusion. When I win or lose on sports, okay? I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> yep. I don't want – I've already lost, okay? I've already lost in some cases. I don't need to have to – I don't want to hear about it again from you in two days. What happened here? Memphis didn't cover. That's what happened here. You know, or, or, it sounds like or, you've had this Or Or the influx, yes. right? Or the it sounds, influx. It sounds like a familiar it really does. A reenactment. Or the influx, yeah. right? Yes. Oh, this – so this is in here. This is more than you had three days ago, you know? Where'd that come from? Can we like no? I don't. I don't need that. You have what you need, and if you have, if you need something else, come come set up an appointment. Come talk to Daddy. We can bro. Talk. She we, is about to give you a child. <laughs> she is about to give you your first son, and you are talking a second child. Yeah, what are we doing here, I, dude? I broke her off. I break her. I'm probably gonna have to break her off again here soon. I mean, it's, LeBron you know. level flexes no, around here by you today. <laughs> 
But LeBron type. Jessica, does this not sound like a great situation? Like this is the situation that women dream of being in, isn't it? You know, it's so funny. My whole life, I always thought being a stay-at-home mom, like it it wasn't the life for me. I'd be so bored. But the older I get, I'm like, you want to pay me to stay at home? Ooh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's all all out of the table. I I would get so bored though. But I, you know, everyone's situation works for them. So yeah, like I just felt like I I thought it was like every like teenage girl's dream like one day i want to like get married to somebody who i have to like if i want to go buy like a you know like a dress or something i I have to ask them maybe maybe it's because i didn't grow up in the south and it is different here but i really did feel as if there was a shift with like my generation of girls where we we wanted to be more career oriented like we wanted to live our dreams and then also find a great supportive partner and then one day start a family we see John like some barefoot and in the kitchen and, and in there total control. With an, just, with an allowance. He's old school. Hey, it, it's a good allowance. My goodness. Well, it, it's, I, can, can, I can go Oh, you way. gave her a raise? It's a, can yeah. I ask about well, trade about deadline it. just to salvage your, your household? <laughs> yes. That, do you expect action, Jessica, before the trade deadline? I wouldn't not expect action, right? Like I felt that the Stephen Adams move last week again signified this is a group committed to the long term, and ultimately the long term has a lot to do with financial flexibility and how to best construct this roster around John Morant and Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. moving forward. And so you saw the trade of Stephen Adams last week. Now, you know, in these next two days, is there something else? that puts emphasis on future financial flexibility and roster construction that the Grizzlies can hang on to. So I wouldn't expect a a blockbuster by any means. Like, it's not going to be one of the woes bombs, but perhaps there are, you know, a couple players who are involved here and there that it's not going to affect this season, right? Like, we're seeing a five-game losing streak and really honing in on the emphasis on capital D and developmental season for the Grizzlies going forward. So is there a move that can be made that helps uh, with roster crunches and numbers, that will be the main thing I think that would potentially happen in the next couple of days. So in the meantime, um, is this just because uh, it felt like I don't know? It, it's it's the ebbs and flows in the NBA season, right? Like the you you come in, you beat the Magic on a Friday night, then you compete with the Pacers, you know, and you're and you're going tit for tat, and now it sort of feels like the 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 opposite is happening. Like you're kind of getting blown out now at this point. Do you expect that? To you know, because I enjoyed, I enjoyed the scrappiness, right? That was like, because mm-hmm. again, I had no, exp- but it's really not fun when you look like a bad team and then you play like one. That's very not fun. Yeah, I, my mom yesterday asked me, "Will the Grizzlies win another game?" <laughs> I said, "Gee, I sure hope so this season." But coming off of that loss to the Celtics, there's only so much stock you can put in oh, for a quarter and a half, that was really fun, right? Like, wow, watching Trey Jemison and Towson Awoma and Matt Hurd and Jacob Gilliard and Scotty Pippen Jr., the two ways in the 10 days compete against one of the best teams in the NBA. But at the end of the day, it's a 40-point loss. I think ultimately we'll see some of these players, hopefully around the All-Star break and after the All-Star break, come back. Obviously, this is a season where injuries are not going to be rushed back for any reason whatsoever. But once we see... Desmond Bain make a return this year? Do we see Marcus Smart make his return this year? Does Brandon Clark end up playing some minutes? There was always that target of after the All-Star break for him to come back from his Achilles injury. Like There will be future bright spots of players coming back, but right now it's tough. And now they go into Madison Square Garden and have to play a, a really good Knicks team that has a couple injuries of their own, but they're currently in fourth in the Eastern Conference. And I guess we have to try to get excited. Maybe we have a Gigi Jackson MSG moment. Hope so. Is that what we're is that what we're leaning on? Oh, he's he, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna get the shots. So yeah, yeah, twenty four shots he's last get game. The shots. Um, I'm gonna take the shots. I would, I would actually like it if he just broke the shot attempts record. Now, why not? Okay. Yeah, like that's where I would be with it. Um, yeah, on a, I, I like the idea. Why not? And that's there is no answer to that question on the why not. It's just go in there and show them what you got. Dylan Brooks, game six against the Warriors, brother. Just <laughs> Nuclear. Oh, watch, watch the tape going into. That's exactly. Yes, exactly right. In in what tier, Jess of of, you know, beloved former Grizzlies? You touched on the Stephen Adams move, and he's moved on. Obviously, in what tier of beloved former Grizzlies would you put Stephen? If if I'm 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 imagining 
you know, up 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 top is the Mark Gasols that you you know the sure. Conleys that you moved on for. And we root for those guys, and then somewhere in there are the DeAnthony Meltons. Just where will Stephen Adams sort of fit in for you? I think he's above Jonas Valanciunas. Yes, right. Like when that oh, yes. and when that move happened, there was such an anger from a lot of fans. Like, right. How dare we move on from Jonas Valanciunas? And ultimately it made sense and paved way for Steven Adams to operate in an equally, if not better position with the team. I really do think people love Steven Adams. Like I've seen kind of a back and forth on this of, Oh, it was overblown. But I think some of that is situated in the fact that we just haven't seen him right. this season. Right. So there wasn't a recency with it, but I know, from a from a woman perspective, my group chats blew up when that news came through. And all the girlies of Memphis are very much going to miss Stephen Adams playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. But he was just so warm. He was such a good interview. He was so authentically himself. And there's a there's just like a natural humor that comes with Stephen Adams. And at the end of the day, sports are fun. Right? That's why we're all in this. And Stephen Adams made following the Grizzlies and covering the Grizzlies more fun. So I think there's something tangible to be missed there. And so I'd put him in a, in a, an upper middle tier. Yeah. I think that would be fair. Not in the top of the pyramid, but underneath. Um, we're talking to Jessica Benson from Grind City Media That's and right. the uh, Grizz Radio Network. Uh, as someone who is uh, as chronically online as I am and familiar <laughs> with uh, you know Gen Z, are we being gaslit by Penny Hardaway about his team and and uh, his players when it comes to lineups and everything that's going on. Great use of the word gaslit. Really nicely done there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like watching those games is just infuriating. Quizzical is a word I often use when it comes to the lineups. And I know I've really grasped onto his comments right after the win over Wichita State, saying that those last eight minutes looked like a top ten basketball team in the country and like I won't go that far but there was at least something to grasp onto and I think you can be encouraged that the Tigers didn't just lay down and die and take a fifth straight loss but I'm not I wouldn't necessarily say I'm any more confident in this team today than I was going into the Wichita State game because we've just seen it right like we've seen it with our eyes over and over and over again and the lack of cohesiveness and the chaotic nature of some of those lineups. Um, I will have to see it consistently moving forward. And I know they have three more quad one opportunities this season and plenty of more AAC games uh, to play here throughout the month of February. Um, But I need to see it consistently before I I really believe that some big corner was turned uh, coming back down 13 against a team that you beat by 26, three weeks prior. Okay. So um, you're a very congenial woman. What uh, what do we make of Taylor's reaction to winning the Grammy and not hugging Celine? Do we buy that she didn't know if she was well and she didn't want to? Was that a slight? You know, how do we feel about that? Do we take away her award? No, we don't take away her award. And I do, there's such a weird thing we do with how women in particular celebrate their success, accept their success, even within the context of the Grammys, Billie Eilish won either, I forget if she won Song of the Year or Record of the Year. Song of the Year for the song from the Barbie movie, uh, What Was I Made For? And she was so surprised by the win and constantly stumbled through her acceptance speech, which felt very pure of a, like, I don't deserve this. And so, like, when women win something, there's this innate nature where we have to go, like, I didn't deserve this, as opposed to damn, like I just won this award and I, I absolutely deserve this. So I think Taylor kind of sits in that weird place too because she's she's the GOAT. Like she She's the only the artist in yes. history to have four albums of the year and there's always so much wrapped up in her winning that. I am not, I've told you guys over and over, like I'm not a Swifty by nature and watching the Grammys, I found myself trending back into the, the anti-Taylor space where sports has made me more of the pro-Taylor space. Um, and so I've been trying to fight against being mad at Taylor for snubbing Celine Dion or for winning album of the year because she just she makes good music, man, and she makes a lot of people really happy. And I don't think she purposely was trying to do anything weird to Celine Dion. And she was the first one. She was up there singing along to Celine's song when the intro video was Very playing, true. too. So yep. we pick and choose where we want to That's really hone point. in and, like, vilify someone for a moment that has to be really fast in the moment of it happening, and you're not – really methodically planning out your reactions in that way. 
Well said. <laughs> You're the best, Jessica. As Thanks usual. for the time, as yep. always. Thanks, Happy birthday. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep. She is Bye. Jessica Benson. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Appreciate her. Happy birthday. Hope she enjoys uh, her uh, her evening. Thanks for that. How's your home? Home's good, brother. Home's good. Uh, you haven't checked in, have you? Well, we have a we have a setup, brother. We have a setup that I think there might be fire works. trucks headed to your home right now. That would be a, the, the an emergency. That would be a, a big mistake if anybody was listening over there, because that's going to cut into her allowance. So she doesn't want to do that. She don't want. She don't want that smoke. You are just kidding and flexing a little bit. Some of it's true. But like a lot of what you do, there's some comedy mixed in. Correct, yeah. I mean, some look, poetic license. Exactly. I think that's fair. I mean, look, what what it, what, I, what is true and what I fundamentally fully believe is that it's important for me, what works for me, man, I work for everybody, to keep everything separate. But that's because psychologically, right, right. I, ha- I have some things I need to, to be able to be happy. Everybody may have different, you yeah. know, right. things. I don't want to see X, Y, and Z that you right. bought. I don't want you to see X, Y, and Z that I bought. Yeah. Because just, it's, just, it's just going to create. Asking for trouble. Exactly. Opens Pandora's box. What could be on your list Facts. would be something she doesn't want to see. Exactly, exactly right. Or that she disagrees with. Or, Nor at, do you feel the need to question her about what she's doing. At the end of the day. It's very logical. It's is, when you start calling yourself daddy and everything. Yeah, no, that was it really kind of poetic got, license. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that was poetic All right, all right. Yeah, daddy warbucks over here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but the, at the end of the day, I think what you have to ask yourself is: is this is this marriage and this home and this family and this dynamic working? Does it work? Right? Does this work for us? Yeah. That's the best thing to say. Yeah. It may not work for you. This yeah. works for us. And 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 for us, it works. You know, mm-hmm. um, the best I can tell. You know, until until I hear that it doesn't. Um, and what you if it, what may work for you and anybody listening, you may combine your money. It may work better that way. You may you know find that it makes you know whatever. But for us, it's like... That's dangerous. I wouldn't do the whole the Venmo and back and forth thing. That's a little much, right? I think I think at, well, my, my advice, and I, sh- I meant to tell her this, you guys should just agree fundamentally on taking care of... I'm going to take care of groceries. You're going to take care of the internet. It's where it all, if, if you really want to split easy. it, yeah. it just makes it a little bit more streamlined. But again, to, but that works for them. That works for to, them, to you're to right. The I mean, yeah, that works for them. I'm just saying in terms of the... But, That's a lot of transactions. Uh, right, exactly right. Yes. And you know, and you and you know, like Big Brother's penny watching. The, penny in the portal every all this. That's just right. a lot of transactions, exactly. a lot of movement. Exactly right. You gotta take account for it. Like, but you know, is it's, it all necessary? They've been together for a long time, so clearly it's working for them. Um and Sam and I have been married for uh How long have y'all been married? Seven Six, years. Seven? seven years. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm about to give you your second child. Any minute now. Two kids in seven years, so that's uh, about a three every three and a half. You're definitely going for three. You're not going to let Giannato top you. I don't. I think. I mean, like somebody. Oh, a uh, pastor called me last night and asked me that. Especially when you're breaking off 10k every two months. Well, that's going to have to. Third baby, ain't no problem for you. That's going to have to stop, man. I can't be doing all that now. But yeah, I told Pastor. He, you know, he's calling me trying to ask me if I'm doing the third. I'm like, dude, you. Everybody can't repopulate the earth like you. You know, like right. how many has he got? Like four or five? Yeah, I think five. Now and then he had like the that. nerve to say, like, "Well, if you if you're gonna have eight or nine, you know, I would talk you out of that." I'm like, "Well, he didn't spend a dollar out of barely out of all the millions he made either." Oh, exactly. He was sleeping like on a he's, inflated. Dude, he's uh, a big time analyst now. He's big, like big time in the sense of he's getting paid big time dollars. Well, he's at ESPN. He's on. Uh, he do, he does CBS Sports Network. He does Peacock. Oh wow! I don't think I've seen him on ESPN yet. Yeah, he's on. He does studio. Okay. So he's he he was. It was funny. He called me yesterday just randomly, and uh, we were talking. He was like kind of saying how it's actually harder travel as an analyst than it was when he was a coach, because you're Bristol. You're at the at the game for he's doing games for CBS Sports Network, A10 and CUSA. Good for him. So he's like, but he's traveling so much from spot to spot during the week. It's not spot then back. It's spot, then another spot, then another spot. Then, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So he was like, yeah. he was kind of lamenting this, the, you know, it's 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 more work than even when you, he was a coach in some ways, the logistics of it. Was he calling to check on you or was he calling to check on what the hell has happened with this season he, he, to he, get your opinion? Well, he, but all of it. Okay. All of it. He was curious, like, oh, he's okay. like, hey, what, 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 what's like, the word? What's, what what's, yeah, what's like, going on? He's like, I, I thought you guys were, you know, Memphis was doing great. You know, he's like, he was just genuinely, he loves Penny. Like, he, uh, he was saying how he tried to hire Penny every year he was here as an assistant coach, and that Penny would just never do it. 
And I was like, that would not have worked. Of course not. That Anyone going, well, we said that. You don't want to work for him, work for Tubby, exactly work right. for anybody. The program is played for. But, but, but Josh had nothing but good things to say about Penny and the, and the job here. Um, we should probably have him on soon. Because he's actually, it sounds like he's doing, like, better than people probably thought he would as an analyst in terms of, like, his opinions and stuff. Because like, you thought he would just say everybody's good, you know? Yeah, we said if he stuck to the uh, the X's and I was a basketball, he'd be pretty, pretty, pretty good. But apparently he is. Apparently he's, like, you know. He's he's willing to offer more opinion than we expected. Good. So, I think he's on Peacock tonight. If you want to check him out, you have Peacock? Uh, no. Okay, you. That's one you do not. We get did on. not subscribe for that what, one football game or whatever it was that for that. Uh, there's a football five. game. There's Big Ten games. Yeah, um, no, we didn't do it. We haven't done it. Well, there's got. I mean, you do. You. I, I got to go back to YouTube Premium. Oh, you got to go back to YouTube Premium. I've gotten. Unfortunately, my mom had the account had paid for a year. Of course, losing her, that's dried up. And so now I'm at a crossroads, as you would say. And once you've been to YouTube Premium, man, Chris Chris treated me like we were poor. He was like, what are we going to do about this? I got to watch commercials? Yes. I mean, that's how he came at me. I'll actually say this. I should say, yeah, boy, you lucky to have a, 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 a tablet, period. That's right. And he's gotten that because I still haven't paid. But my point, I, too, had gotten too used to yes. being able to leave that open, that YouTube app open. I can play my list, everything yes. else, be on other stuff. Man, when it goes away, it's like you lose your oh, rights. A hundred percent. Of all the add-ons that that are out there, YouTube you know, premium. That's just, like whether it's Hulu or Netflix or whatever, the one that I would pay the most for and not blink is YouTube premium. You used to tell me that. They could double it. When I, I was over on it. the other side, then I got to the promised oh, land. Oh, man. Oh, and now man. that I've been pushed back, it's like, man, no, I, 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 really I use can't YouTube. If you don't use YouTube a lot, oh, it's... We're, we, we're constantly on it because of playlists. Exactly. Not for us. Yes. I don't know about you. Yes. But we play, you know, music all the time. And yeah, I, can, I have YouTube music. I can get a clean version. Yes. And it will continue to play clean versions of music for Chris. Yes. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.